How you doing, everybody? Good morning. Welcome back. It's me, Steve. And this is episode 11 of the Baked and Awake show. It's October 19th, 2017. And uh, it's... A little bit before 9 a.m. Just going to knock out a quick segment here with you this morning. Head into work. And then we'll do a little more stitching together. We've got some audio from last weekend's activities with George and Paulu. Hanging out over at Paulu's place, testing out his mixer. Uh, I'm going to try to insert a little bit of that audio and practice that craft of you know, bringing together sections and segments of audio from different sessions into an episode. Anyway, uh, this morning I am fully charged up on a pot of coffee and some hot tea that I've got sitting right here next to me and uh, a little bit of sour diesel, uh, BHO, I think it's BHO or EHO, from Oil Baron. Yeah, Secret Garden, Entain, there we go, Entain, which is, you know, yeah, I think they call it EHO. Anyway, uh, great stuff, Uh, strong snap and pull, shatter, beautiful color, really clear. I got it along with another gram of theirs from, I think it was Clutch Cannabis down in Renton. And uh, it was like two for 50 bucks, something crazy like that. So great deal on some really lovely um, oil. And uh, I liked it a lot. George loved it. And I do have, I believe, some audio of George's reaction. We'll try to get that in uh, the later part of the show. We're going to stitch that in towards the end of the show. So, um, you know, a couple other uh, notes this morning uh, before we jump into a little of... uh, our juicy tidbit for the morning. I had uh, my meetup. I run a meetup group called Cannabis Influencers Northwest. Uh, I'm a self-proclaimed influencer, so, you know, for whatever good that does me. Um, But uh, trying to uh, bring together a community of diverse cannabis professionals and uh, just getting it started, getting it off the ground. Last week was our second meetup on a monthly schedule, so... Uh, you know, only had about a half dozen people there with me that night. We had a great time, though. Everybody was cool. Um, and, uh, you know, I think everybody had a great energy and was looking forward to uh, doing more together. And, uh, you know, was glad they came out, or seemed to be. So looking forward to continued uh, better attendance there. Uh, please feel free to find us if you're listening to this from anywhere in the greater Northwest and you're active on Meetup any of the other meetup groups and communities uh we'd love to continue to grow we're about 30 strong online right now and we're uh looking great for a east side venue for november for our november meetup so check us out there at cannabis influencers northwest to learn more and to possibly join us next month for the east side version uh the east side edition uh, of cannabis influencers meetup Uh, Last night, speaking of meetups, I went to another meetup, uh, Cannabis Investment Network uh, meetup. Uh, They have a cannabis industry night. This is like their casual night. They have other nights on other months, I believe, that are more like pitch nights. So this group is 
you know, a mixture of, you know, cannabis license holders who are, uh, you know, already built out and doing their thing and looking to network normally um, in the industry with other uh, movers and shakers and, and folks who are keeping their, uh, you know, finger on the pulse of things. It, it's also uh, attorneys that advise uh, licensees, etc. It's uh, business owners of ancillary businesses, and it's some other interesting folks. Uh, so uh, it was a pretty cool group. I was like, you know, drove in traffic and uh, a little bit hangry and stuff by the time I got there because I had really hadn't taken care of myself yesterday food-wise. Uh, so I get there and I'm like lurking at a barrel 20 feet away from everybody else trying to inhale a fish sandwich. And uh, to their credit, uh, they let me get about half of it down before, uh, you know, most of the folks in the meetup that night, and there was, you know, a good dozen of them there, uh, you know, one by one made their way over and said hi to me and, and forced me to interact with them. So it was really great, and I thank them so much for the warm welcome. Um, great bunch of, uh, you know, entrepreneurial-minded cannabis professionals there at that meetup. That was at the Hales Ale Brewery up in the Freelard area. Um, and anybody who knows our neighborhood and knows uh, how much Ballard and everything has changed and grown in recent uh, years, we used to live up there off of like 24th and 75th in Ballard. And uh, so anybody who knows Ballard knows we were right in the heart of it and used to love that area. Haven't been there for years now. Hardly ever go up there anymore, but man, it was rough getting up 15th, coming up through Magnolia and getting into the neighborhood, and I probably should have went a different route. Uh, I thought I could outsmart ways, but probably didn't last night. Uh, great group, though. I will try to definitely make it back out there in the future with those folks. Uh, pushed a you know, baked and awake podcast business card on every single one of them. So I hope a couple of you get to hear this. Uh, all right. And then, uh, so then moving on for you guys, I, I came up with a sort of a round table show format that I'm going to try to pilot with George and Palu in our next upcoming episode that will follow this one. And that I think should be our Halloween episode, if I'm not mistaken come out very close to Halloween. Uh, so we'll see if we can't do a, you know, a cool creepy story or something fun like that. So I want to read to everybody what I came up with, you know, for uh, just a off-the-cuff uh, concept for Strain of the Week, how it would work. And, uh, you know, this is your peek into the, you know, thought process that goes into creating a show. And, you know, we're certainly open to your feedback. You know, it's... Uh, quiet out there uh all channels are open email us comment let us know uh what you think of all the episodes that we've made so far and where we might be going with uh how things have been the last couple of episodes and where we might go from here but um you know looking at a roundtable format for baked and awake uh I, I wrote for for the guys here to look over with me um the three co-hosts will record together, preferably, uh, each bringing a single topic to the session. They may choose for themselves whether to bring for discussion something from the realm of baked, that being cannabis and related topics, or awake, mystery, conspiracy, etc. Each person, you know, prepare about five minutes of commentary or BS for roughly the same amount of time, you know, defend your BS, uh, for roughly that amount of time, at which point the others may remark upon their respective impressions of the story or facts as presented. Maybe they know something about it. Maybe they just think it's BS. 
In addition to uh, introductory comments, shout outs, and old business, I'll prepare notes on strain of the week, events, and news. So that's, you know, all the old stuff that we already do, which is, you know, I'll, I'll continue to do strain of the week. We'll, um, we'll continue to uh, acknowledge, thank, and uh, recognize and appreciate and celebrate our friends who listen and, and share us and subscribe and, and review us. Please, God, review us. Please, give it a shot. Uh, <laughs> it's easy, it's free, and it, gosh, it makes a difference. You put, put a spring in our step all day long. Uh, all right, so, you know, uh, I'll, I'll handle things like uh, the housekeeping and the recurring segments, but the guys are welcome to jump in and take the lead on any of those anytime if they have something fun that they want to do for strain of the week or any of those sort of things. So, you know, I'll usually start the show with those intros and shout-outs and things, uh, mention old business from a previous episode, and then move on. You know, we'll do strain of the week. Then we'll uh, move into uh, an optional section where we'll do things like an events calendar uh, if, if there are worthy events coming up here in the greater Northwest that, you know, are either conceivably targetable by us or that we think are of interest to you our audience, which it's showing, you know, we have a lot of California listeners so far. So thank you, California. Love you guys. Um, and uh, with Washington, obviously, and Oregon coming in a close second right now uh, in listeners uh, in terms of geographically by the looks of things, um, which just makes sense. So, um, yeah. So, you know, myself, George, Palu, that's three people. We'll, we'll, we'll talk for a few minutes each. Then we'll, based on, you know, which discussion, which topic is the most fun or the most engaging, we'll talk about that more first. We'll dive in a little deeper and ask a few more questions of the person who brought that story to the table. And then, if time allows, we'll move on to the others, perhaps. Um, and if they're worthy stories, but we just don't get to them based on time, then great, all the better. We'll come back to those in a future episode, potentially, in greater detail. Uh, so, yeah, you know, and then basically we'll, you know, that's a show, you know, that's a, that's a roundtable show. It's, it's simple. We'll, we'll add in uh, other segments like podcast of the week, uh, you know, either before or after the roundtable. Um, I listen to way too many and love a lot of them so, so much and really enjoy discovering new podcasts. Uh, I feel like it's a big part of enjoying my favorite podcasts is hearing their recommendations for other shows to listen to. I love that insight that I get into these people who I listen to daily at work and at home while I'm ignoring my poor family. And, you know, when I'm out working in the garage or working in the garden, no matter what I'm doing, I listen to podcasts probably more than I listen to music or audiobooks or anything else these days. Uh, but discovery is a challenge. It remains a challenge. And one of the ways I think many of us rely on uh, discovery uh, or, you know, methods is by simply going by what our, as I said, our friends who are producing these other great shows are also listening to and uh, going from there. And a lot of times it's very different than stuff that I would ever seek out on my own. And I welcome that challenge. I try to challenge myself to listen to those different shows at least to try them out they certainly don't all stick by a large margin but plenty also do so um yeah 
Anyhow, alrighty. So that's that's about it on. <clears throat> excuse me, the roundtable format. <clears throat> and we do. I probably should take a sip of tea if I'm clearing my throat that much. Rapidly cooling tea. It's about it on the uh, roundtable show format, and I have a uh, like a deep dive show format as well that could go longer uh, on that topic. I'm happy to you know, sort of announce that we do have, we have expanded our storage on Libsyn slightly uh, in the past month. And so we've got this extra bandwidth that I haven't really tapped into yet, but that, that will allow us to create additional content, uh, create longer episodes if we care to do so, if we need to do so, because we want to go deeper on an episode. So I really hope that you folks will look forward to and are already looking forward to us getting in and digging in on on some more interesting topics and spending some more time on them. We're, we're now fortunate that we have the ability to post, you know, probably twice as much episodes as, as we are presently up to about eight hours a month if we want to do so. So that's, that's quite a bit, um, especially with day jobs and families and things. So to, to get that, to get that out, but you know, I think we have, we have more than enough energy to do a little bit more than four hours a month if we want to also. Alrighty, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that little peek into the uh, sort of roundtable show format. We're going to try that out next week on the Halloween episode with George and Palu, if we can, and we'll see how that goes. Um, Alright, so I'm going to take the quickest of breaks, cue up a video that I'm going to play a little section of its audio for you when we come back, um, and I'm going to tell you all about it here but uh what we've got is an announcement on the 11th of october on facebook live by tom DeLong of i think he was famous from blink right blink 182 was the band he was famous in uh is you know uh front man for that band got into ufos years ago now i mean this guy's been on this trip for a few years now i believe he's had like a reality tv documentary show about it as well i've watched it i think it was discovery or something years back try to find a link to that for you guys uh he's got a new venture called to the stars academy and it is futuristic it is visionary it is really uh just intriguing as heck to you know a uh you know died in the wool uh x files loving i want to believe i want to leave uh, dude like myself, uh, it reminds me of Stephen Greer's Disclosure Project and others, but, you know, it, they have some other aims and goals, and obviously it's a whole different group of people, a whole new group of people. Um, they have a different mission than MUFON, um, Stephen Greer's organization. Uh, but it's To the Stars Academy with Tom DeLong, and maybe a few of you will be familiar with them already. Uh, maybe a few of you will go and Google them right now while... I go take this dab, uh, I invite you to do so. But when we come back, I'm going to play a little excerpt for you from one of their promotional videos, and uh, we're going to reflect on it just a little bit, and we're definitely going to be watching this space for more uh, from these folks. So stand by. Coming right back. All right, we're back. So when we left, 
I was taking a dab and setting us all up to learn a little bit more about Tom DeLong and his cohorts at the To the Stars Academy for Arts and Sciences. Uh, I'm about a little over halfway through their live presentation that went out on the 11th and uh, decided to pause it and just, you know, continue this uh, commentary uh, for this morning and then we'll move on to share a short promotional video that they've got here embedded within the longer presentation that's also available separately. I will include links to both videos and the website uh, link for the To The Stars Academy, of course, in our show notes, as is customary. In short, what I gather so far is that uh, Mr. DeLong is forming this organization at this point in time to further disclosure of new and higher fidelity uh, evidence of alien contact, U.S. control of technologies derived from extraterrestrial craft and civilizations, contact with those civilizations. Uh, he appears in his live presentation and uh, launch announcement with a panel of his board of directors, uh, perhaps we'll call them, um, for lack of their formal term right now, uh, coming to hand, uh, all of whom seem to be quite distinguished, pretty legit, uh, U.S. intelligence types, um, and retired military types, and none of them are ancient. They're uh, older gentlemen. I think it's all men on the panel that I see here on the stage. Um, anyway, as the name implies, the very interesting name, the Two the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, their stated goal is a sort of three-pronged approach to storytelling, hence the arts part of arts and sciences, uh, particularly storytelling in the framework of a futurism, a uh, futuristic uh, manifest destiny that they're trying to, you know, by conceptualizing and proliferating out into the world, they hope to make manifest this uh, future. The, uh, through the furtherance of the disclosure, as I've uh, mentioned, of new and better evidence than ever before that Mr. DeLong says he's been privy to over these past few years and that he and his cohorts are ready to bring to the world. Um, he hopes to, you know, transcend the level of credibility that even uh, such, you know, longstanding and uh, vigorous efforts such as the Disclosure Project, which I referenced earlier, I'll also, of course, provide links to Stephen Greer's Disclosure Project, MUFON, and a few of the other noteworthy and related um, matters having to do with that group, and we will uh, look forward to revisiting and coming back around on them and discussing 
their efforts uh, in, in a future episode as well, and especially with To the Stars getting off the ground. I have every expectation that everyone else, like myself, who are uh, observing you know, this area and, and uh, cares about the extraterrestrial question, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, um, you know, there's going to be comparisons from the, uh, between the uh, To the Stars Academy and the Disclosure Project. So uh, I'm about to <clears throat> press play on uh, some audio for the uh, promotional video for you, and it's about four minutes long, and uh, we'll let Mr. DeLong speak for himself uh, and his friends here for just a moment about To the Stars. And, of course, we're having a slight Stop malfunction. And Here we so go. So right now we would like to play you a video, and uh, and I, I hope you find it uh, to be emotionally intriguing as, uh, as I found it while we were making it. Have you ever had the desire to look outward to the edge of what is known and unknown? We have the chance to do something revolutionary, something that I think has never been attempted before. What if I told you I found a group of like-minded people who held senior positions in the U.S. government, from the CIA to the Department of Defense to the most advanced aerospace engineering groups within our national security establishment, people who have life skills in collecting and decoding elusive information, and they all wanted to do something ambitious, something that could help change the conversation about who we are through an unparalleled search for answers that can propel humanity forward. Today we are presenting you with To The Stars Academy of Arts and Science, a public benefit corporation. The first transparent partnership of its kind between the fields of aerospace engineering, science, and cinematic entertainment. A collaboration with global citizens to explore the outer edges of conventional thinking, targeting the mysteries of the universe and using them to help unify mankind. Humanity is clustered around a campfire, surrounded by the shadows of an infinite and cold universe. Tom and the others involved with this enterprise want to take torches, stick them in the fire, go on adventures into those shadows to explore those boundary areas and reveal what's there. What if scientists were given resources to investigate the boundaries of traditional theory? We could finally pull together a unified study from religious scholars, archaeologists, quantum theorists, physicists, and even the most advanced aerospace engineers on the planet. The truth of the matter is, we now know in our physics, which has been advancing, that something like warp drive is not out of the question. To the stars represents an opportunity to reach beyond the normal boundaries of aerospace to create products that you can call them revolutionary and that it's too mild of a word. I'm very excited about this. I think it's an opportunity for us to take certain topics, whether that's unidentified aerial phenomena or ESP or telepathy, and really get to the bottom of it. Starting as a kid, I've always been interested in the actual forefront of physics, right at the edge. These days, standard mainstream physics is really outstripping science fiction. I was in charge of the advanced aerospace threat that deals with uh, highly sophisticated, unidentified uh, phenomena. In the last 10 years, we've come a long way in our understanding of our place here in this universe. There are physics that we don't quite yet understand. doesn't mean that they're not real. It just simply means that we don't have the capacity yet to understand those physics. I think we're all frustrated by the fact that our government and conventional science neglects some of the most interesting and provocative and potentially important issues out there. One of the things that we must do is challenge ourselves to stand in the future and look back to the present. 
that's the key to breakthroughs. That's the key to changing life as we know it. I think it's in our nature to go out and explore and, and report back what we see. The fact is, we might not necessarily be alone. These things are real. These things are out there. They've been out there for a long time. They are not the provenance of the government or any government in, in the world. They belong to us. These are things that happen to people all the time, and these are things that we need to explore, and we need, finally, to get together to figure out what this is all about. Using state-of-the-art technology, our own advanced research and development programs, and unique storytelling experiences, our goal is to introduce these unconventional subjects and their potential to affect the world positively through a model that innovates, educates, and entertains to present a positive and unifying message to all generations in every country and every belief system that the growth of consciousness that we all desire can start here, right now. And I truly believe now is a time for us to move forward and finally begin to answer some of life's most deepest mysteries. We can either crawl forward or we can take that viewpoint and say, okay, let's leap forward. Let's try to get the 25th century science this century. This is the time that we are inviting you, the public, to help build a paradigm-shifting global movement and to own it with us. Together we can create a vehicle that pushes us forward, where we can hopefully learn that we are much more special and much more connected to each other than we could ever imagine. We are To The Stars Academy of Arts and Science, a public benefit corporation. Right. Well, so that was the short form promotional video. And yeah, it looks like I've actually made it through like 35 of the 40 minutes of the initial live streamed presentation that um, Mr. DeLong did here where he more or less one by one introduced the respective members of the panel that are that steering committee, that, you know, board of directors sort of uh, leadership uh, team for the to the stars. So, you know, as was alluded to in the video there, and uh, as I didn't quite clarify earlier with my characterization of the organization, they, they want to use, you know, storytelling and entertainment, that being movies, television, you know, pop culture, multi-media, multi-screen, you know, mobile in your pocket, wherever, you know, your internet of things, they're going after it all. You know, um, so they might be, you know, there's a lot to watch here. There's a lot to watch here uh, for, for those of us who, you know, ruminate on the, uh, you know, whether it's alternative news, uh, you want to call it conspiratorial, you know, news analysis, critical news analysis, uh, you know, where you can use catchy little uh, cliches or terms like conspiracy realists, you know, whatever it might be, you know, we're over here decoding what we're being presented. I'm excited about these guys. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like, uh, baldly excited about them, um, like a little kid. Uh, but the, the skeptic in me says, okay, you know, are these guys more disinfo? Are they more, you know, noise out there? Are they going to simply program us with their programming? You know, isn't this a... Isn't is this a twenty first century Disney? You know, there's there's a lot of you know <laughs> ties uh, between uh, Walt Disney's Imagineers and early NASA, you know, vehicle concepts and mission concepts and uh, 
a lot of the entertainment that was educational entertainment, read propaganda perhaps uh, by another name, that was produced by Disney and other studios to educate the public and fire them up and get them excited about the uh, space program, the space race as it was characterized back then. Uh, Here we are at the dawn of the 21st century. Jeff Bezos has Blue Origin right down the road here down in Tacoma, I want to say. We've got Tesla. We've got Elon Musk and Tesla here in the Pacific Northwest. We've got you know, data analytics giants here in the Pacific Northwest. Too many to name. Um, it's the dawn of a new space race once again. I mean, the old guard, they're here too. Boeing is right here, and they're in the hunt. You think they're, you think they're trying to get out of the game? You think they're trying to get beat by a Blue Origin, by a, uh, you know, by an Elon Musk and, and SpaceX? Uh, you know, I mean, they're still, you know... They're still the big 800-pound gorilla in the industry, or one of them. Um, these are different faces of, you know, the, the the global space program, right? You've got the privatized face and the, uh, you know, government and militarized uh, face. And, you know, companies like Boeing being, you know, tried and true American decades-old, uh, you know, defense contractors, they, stri- you know, they straddle the, the middle somewhere in between. Um, between, you know, outgrowths of government agencies and private concerns. So, uh, you know, this is, it couldn't be more exciting. These guys are talking about uh, some interesting concepts, including some things that they barely touch on there, but that they talk about in, in, the, in the little video that I just let you hear the audio for. But in the longer presentation, he again, again, stays on the surface, but he alludes to some, whether it's zero-point energy whether it's um, some sort of cold fusion technology, whether it's some other uh, next generation uh, tech, uh, they're talking about some tech that they either have already begun to derive and develop because of the disclosure that they've been able to secure from the uh, high ups in the secret programs that they've been uh, schmoozing for the past few years and uh, massaging to get to, to this place of cooperation. Uh, or, or that is going to be forthcoming uh, through this, you know, um, sort of mental new zeitgeist that they want to craft and, you know, share with us through the academy. So, uh, yeah, you know, super interesting stuff to me. Uh, they have a lot more info about it on their website. So I obviously, as always, encourage everyone to look into this further. Please uh, help me learn more. Contrast his organization, their stated purpose, and their works, and their, you know, apparent organizational robustness and, and consider how effective we think they're going to be able to be. Are they better funded than the Disclosure Project, for example, um, who, you know, supposedly not super well-funded these days. Uh, They haven't achieved all their fundraising goals in recent years. Uh, But, you know, uh, Mr. Greer, Dr. Greer is still out there working working hard and trying to uh, keep keep taking the fight to the hill there. 
Um, so, yeah, uh, that's about all I've got for this week. I wanted to briefly take a peek at my phone, look at what I've been listening to the last couple days, uh, or at least what I've recently subscribed to, and give you guys a little something by way of podcast of the week. Definitely gave a listen to the Dragon's Flow Tea cast. That's anime and tea conversation. Uh, you know, anime, manga, all that fun stuff. Um, and the, they're fun group of folks and really funny. Uh, and they know their tea. They, they're not snooty about their tea. They're drinking whatever. They're drinking holiday tea. They're drinking cinnamon candy cane tea. And then they drink some really fine teas as well. So... Uh, fun group, Dragon Slow Tea Cast. Check them out. Uh, I think I mentioned Zengineering, a philosophy of science, uh, before, and they're a lot of fun. Great, uh, you know, science, tech, all sorts of fun stuff like that. These guys are really in a great space uh, over there on Zengineering. You know, you can go over there. They're a little bit esoteric. They're a little bit funny and irreverent, and um, they're a lot of great information from. Uh, seemingly pretty expert uh, tech dudes. Uh, so I, I get the feeling one of them at least is a developer, um, and maybe maybe both of them are. So, uh, Compañeros, the movie podcast. Uh, yes, you guys are crazy. Absolutely crazy. And, uh, you know, I've only listened to them over on Podbean so far. I can't find them yet in the iTunes store, but I know Frank and Mallory are having trouble with the iTunes store because of a broken link right now, but Frank and Mallory Talk Shit is a great podcast. I can I find them on Podbean presently myself. You can probably find them on TuneIn and a few other places as well. But uh, they're super funny. Follow them on Instagram. They're, they got great memes, and they're just stupid. Um, <laughs> and I mean that in the nicest possible way, uh, you guys. So... Uh, and uh, it's really fun to hear a husband and wife sit and, and riff across the table with each other. And I've got one or two other podcasts like that that I've been listening to lately as well. But we'll save them and we'll share them in the near, near future with you. Uh, but yeah, discover new podcasts. Share them with me. I'd love that so much. Uh, as I always say, I'm in Instagram a lot of the time. That's where I you know, put out a lot of bulletins and updates about the show. We did recently start a Facebook page, so feel free to follow us there if you're active on Facebook. That would be really cool. I do cross-post there um, a fair bit. Probably a little slower to respond on Facebook than I am on Instagram because I don't actually keep the Facebook app on my phone. That's right. I know, even though Instagram is a Facebook property these days, um, I'm too good for them. So, uh, yeah. All right. So that was, you know, podcasts for this week. Um and yeah, speaking of our podcast, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to, as I close my comments, stick around because I'm going to put a little bit of the George and Palu and me session from last weekend tacked on to the end of this. I'm at about 36 minutes right now. So we might not hit a full hour this week because I don't know if I want to do a full, you know, remaining, you know, 25 minutes of, uh, of us just BSing last weekend. But um, I'm going to try to capture George's reaction to the oil baron entane. Because uh, he, he really enjoyed it. So, yeah. All right, guys. Um, let's keep an eye on To the Stars. Let's talk about that more real soon. Uh, I've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up, including our very first guest visitor and interview. 
Uh, and I'm not going to spill on that just yet, but I'm really excited about it um, in so far as collaborating with a cool fellow podcaster who does a great show and has, uh, you know, some interesting perspective uh, from a different part of the country than here in the Pacific Northwest and how uh, they are living with and dealing with, um, you know, being desirous, frankly, of being able to medicate uh, with cannabis in their life and uh, living in a different part of the country where it's not as easy as it is out here in Washington and Oregon and, you know, California and all these great Western left coast states. So uh, everybody, I would like to uh, try to paraphrase our friend from the video there and say, let's all take this weekend and the coming week to stand in the future, look back at the present and affect change from that perspective. And while we're doing it, please don't forget to smoke indica and do shit anyway. Edit. What is about to follow is actually a short excerpt of George and his natural response to the oil baron crouching tiger hidden alien strain entain, which we obtained at the same time as the sour diesel I was sampling earlier. And stand by for some audio stitching. Fingers crossed this works. Is this, are these my, my trial?